the City Quick Connect podcast is brought to you by the Municipal Association of South Carolina. Hey everyone, this is Russell Cox, editor of the Municipal Association of South Carolina's Uptown Publication. I am talking with Ray Peterson today. Ray is the City of Camden's Deputy Director of Public Works and Utilities. Ray, how are you today? I'm doing good, Russell. How are you today? Doing well, doing well. We are going to be talking about Camden's Riverfront Environmental Park. This is a park, as I understand, that came about as an opportunity for conservation and recreation following the closure of a wastewater lagoon on the Watery River. And the project has become the the winner of the Municipal Association's 2020 Achievement Award in the Public Works category. So, Ray, to, to get started, can I ask you what led the city to decide to develop this site as a park? Well, as you mentioned, Russell, the site was originally a wastewater treatment lagoon. The city had a need to build the treatment facility to meet more demanding water quality standards. When the new facility was completed, we were left with a 16-acre hole in the ground. As plans were being made to close out the old lagoon, city staff began brainstorming what to do with the old site. Over the years, it had been noted that a number of bird species often migrated through this area, and of special interest was the least tern. They had been seen nesting nearby which is the furthest inland nesting area in South Carolina. A professor from the local University of South Carolina would bring his students to the lagoon to learn about the terns and the other birds. Having city staff with environmental backgrounds and kayaking interests also drove the idea of developing a park that would accommodate bird watchers and kayakers and would be of interest to the environmental and conservation-minded citizens. By developing this concept, the city is continuing its goals of environmental stewardship, recreation, and creating parks and open spaces. So in, in this development process, how did, how did the, the planning go for this, and how did the funding piece work for this? Well, obviously, this was a significant undertaking for the city, and we wanted to do it right. In addition to staff brainstorming and city management and council support, our grants writer applied for a technical assistance grant from the National Park Service. We obtained letters of support from local schools, environmental groups, and paddling enthusiasts. We received a grant from the Rivers, Trails, and Conservation Assistance Program, which helped us to conduct public meetings for input on the project. Our state legislators assisted them in obtaining funds from the Federal Land and Water Conservation Fund through the South Carolina Parks, Recreation, and Tourism. The South Carolina Department of Natural Resources provided the funds from their Recreational Waters Program for the canoe and kayak launch. Using the information collected from staff and public meetings, a local landscape architecture firm was hired to design and manage the project. Using the funds from PRT, DNR, and the city's budget, A construction firm from York County was retained to perform the grading and general layout. Since substantial completion, city staff have added other amenities, 
such as informational signage, trash cans, and an additional parking lot. The Boy Scouts have supplied a picnic table and two benches as well as duck nesting boxes. We also had staff from the Municipal Association's Risk Management Group come out and inspect the park, which led us to add more handrails, barriers, and safety signs. So I know in the in the Camden newspaper there was I saw fairly recently the, the ribbon cutting ceremony for the park. So at this point how would you say the development of the park up to this point has met the city's goals so far? Okay. Well, as I mentioned earlier, some of the city's goals are to be environmentally responsible, create recreational opportunities, gain river access, and expand our parks. In addition, we are a city with a long history dating back prior to the Revolution. The site is located mm-hmm. adjacent to the first Camden Ferry landing that was used to cross the Watery River dating back to 1766. Through the late 1800s, this site was a bustling inland port. Now this park is the only public access to the Watery River within Camden. We expanded the site from about 16 acres to about 26 acres. The park was designed knowing that the Watery River will flood on occasion. The river has flooded twice this year into the park and there was no significant impact. We actually gained some fish in the process. We are seeing kayakers in our pond and at the kayak landing on the river more and more often. In May, mm-hmm. we hosted the National League of Cities annual Small Cities Conference, and the park and the adjoining wastewater facility were one of the highlighted tour stops. Since the park's recent opening in mid-September, we have seen a steady stream of adults and families taking advantage of the walking trails and the kayak launch. We have one local resident in a wheelchair that comes to fish on occasion. Our fire department requested river access for emergency response and recovery on the waterway. During the past few months, they have already made a successful river rescue from this landing, and they've conducted training sessions for their teams. The lease turns have returned to the area, and we have seen them feeding around the lagoon. We have several egrets and herons that uh, have been with us throughout the construction, and we also have a pair of bald eagles that routinely fish from the pond. In late October, we'll be hosting the Boykin Spaniel Society National Field Trials. The local garden club and the Parks and Trees Commission are holding meetings at the park and also touring the new wastewater facility next door. And hopefully next summer, we'll have a naturalist educator from Clemson University teaching outdoor classes at the park as well. Okay. So, as as I understand it, this it, the the work that's been done so far is is not the end of what's happening at at this park. So, what could you say about future phases for the park's development? Uh, right. This is a multi-phase project. Uh, we hope to have two more phases in the future. Phase two will incorporate some boardwalks and more bridges linking the peninsulas. There may be several observation platforms, uh, some covered and some uncovered, and possibly a small dock on Duckhead Island. We also want to add some more interpretive kiosks, noting the flora and fauna, as well as the cultural history of the area. Phase three, if funding allows, will be a floating classroom a place where students and groups can learn about conservation and environmental awareness. Okay. 
So you mentioned uh, Duckhead Island, and I, I I believe I know what that is because I've seen you know the aerial photos of it. But could you describe that island in the park? Sure. We've got several islands throughout the lagoon. Uh, mm-hmm. The Duckhead Island is the largest one and the most prominent uh, aspect of the, the waterway within the park. We have a lot of geese there and ducks that uh, tend to, to land on the island and migrate there. And it's actually shaped, when you look at it from an aerial view, it's actually shaped as a duck head. And that's why we named it Duckhead Island. So it has ducks and it looks like a duck head as well. That's right. <laughs> so... What would you say other cities and towns could learn from what Camden has been able to do with this wastewater, former wastewater lagoon? I, I think a key takeaway from this project is that municipalities need to consider repurposing their outdated infrastructure. In the case of the, uh, in the, case of the Camden Riverfront Environmental Park, uh, the city took an old, outdated wastewater lagoon and turned it into a conservation area where people can learn about their natural environment, they can get outdoors with their families, and explore the history of the area. And it was done for less than half of what it would have cost if we had simply filled in the former hole in the ground. Okay. And also, for anyone who is listening, this will be my last question, for anyone who is listening and would be interested in going by to see this park, where would what's the address? Where would they find it? Sure, the the address is 174 or 175 Bramblewood Plantation Road in Camden, mm-hmm. and they can come down and see us. The park is open during daylight hours, and uh, if you'd like to call ahead or stop in next by, um, you can also get a tour of our new high tech wastewater treatment facility as well, so that. People can learn a little bit about how Mother Nature takes care of uh, water treatment and uh, how we've developed over time the uh, technology to develop it with the wastewater facility uh, that we have next door. Okay. I I could add for anyone who wants to see some photos of the, the park's development, the Municipal Association, we have a quick video for this and for the other 2020 Achievement Award projects on our website, which is www.masc.sc. And uh, if you go to the website, you can search for Achievement Awards and find all of them. With that said, Ray, thank you so much for taking time to uh, join us and, and talk about this, this project today. Thank you, Russell. I've enjoyed it. And again, we encourage people to come out and see us and enjoy the park. Absolutely. Absolutely. The City Quick Connect podcast is one of several ways the Municipal Association keeps you informed of the opportunities and issues impacting South Carolina cities and towns. Learn more at www.masc.sc and stay up to date with the association's latest happenings on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.